As an industrial water treater, you have to do so much. You have to know about so many things. Chemistry, physics, environmental, electrical, and the list goes on. But did you ever think that list should include cyber protection? Who's got time for that? Well, hackers have plenty of time to find your vulnerabilities and hold your valuable information hostage. 43% of all cyber attacks happen to small businesses. Small businesses are not prepared to defend against cyber attacks. The cyber threat protection experts at Reinert Consulting Group have been helping water treatment companies with strategies to protect their valuable data. Here's the thing about Reinert Consulting Group. They understand what water treatment companies need to defend against these attacks. From training to software, Reiner Consulting Group is your one-stop shop for protecting your valuable data. After all, where would you be without your data? Go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash cyber to find out more. That's scalinguph2o.com forward slash cyber. Don't wait before it's too late. Welcome to the Scaling Up H2O podcast, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. My name's Trace Blackmore. Happy 2023, everybody. Happy New Year. Wow, where does the time go? I'm always amazed when we welcome in a new year, and then I'm always amazed when we do a recap like what we did last week sending a year off. It seems like it goes very quickly. Each and every year, it goes quicker and quicker. And the unfortunate truth is life is short. So I hope you're doing something new each and every day to make sure that you are getting the most out of life. Folks, life can get away from you. And it does that when you stay stuck in the day-to-day. Of course, we've got to do the things that we have to do in order to complete our jobs, but it doesn't mean that we have to do it the same way each and every time that we do it. So if you're out there and you're servicing accounts each and every day the same way each and every time, I'm going to suggest that you are missing out on opportunities for you to make your life better, for you to learn more, and for you to have more fun. If your brain is getting bored, challenge it, and I promise it will change everything about the day-to-day. Now, you're probably saying, Trace, I don't have time to do new stuff. I'm so busy doing the things that I do each and every day. Well, you're listening to this podcast, and this podcast is chalked full with items to test you, to encourage you to learn, to encourage you to try something new. So maybe something you can do this year is whenever we have a suggestion, whenever we have a topic, you work more on that. So we always have a segment with James McDonald. We always do something with our guests when we have our guests challenge us to do something more. I'm always in my intros and my outros giving you things to work on. So my challenge for you is to work on those things. And maybe it's not an intensive study on each one of those items, 
But just think, if it's one thing that you do, that's one step that you've gotten closer to being better, to not being bored, to having more fun. Great mentor of mine, Bruce Ketrick Sr., told me many years ago that every time I serviced, don't just do a regular service, do one thing new. And it didn't have to be big. It could have been something extremely small, but it got me out of the repetitious day today. An example of that is using a laser thermometer and checking steam traps. That doesn't take very long, but now you're learning more about the system. And then the following week, maybe you clean a valve or you learn how a valve works so you can clean it or maybe install it in a better location. I'm just making things up here, but you see where I'm going. What is something that you can do that might not take a lot of time, but it allows you to do something differently so you can enjoy it? Also, what it does is it ingratiates your customer towards you because if you do something small that's up and above each and every time you're there, that's 12 new things that you did for your customer. And when that other competitor comes by and they say that they can do what you do cheaper and you know that there are people out there that say that, by the way, they probably can't. And if they can, they need to share it with the rest of us because we would all do that. So by the way, here's my plea to everybody. Don't sell on price. Sell on your value. And folks, if you go out there and you say, I can cut your current water treater's cost in half, and you are not keeping the value, and you are just simply selling off a price, you are hurting all of us. Because let's face it, our customers do not understand what it is that we do. And when we cut our prices, it makes it even harder for us to get our customers to value what a true water treater does. Now, let me be very clear. If you find something that the incumbent water treater is not doing correctly, or maybe they are overcharging and they are undervaluing, then by all means, go after that. But if simply how you get business is say, I'm going to cut 50% off of your bill, you are not giving this job what it demands, what allows us all to have this job. And again, customers are confused already about what it is that we do. Please don't help that confusion. So all that to say that if you can do 12 extra things, that's just one more reason that your customer knows that you have their best interest in mind and most people aren't going to do that. Well, that's a side effect that your customer now looks at you differently, but the main reason we're doing it is for you to have more fun in the job, for you to get better as an industrial water trader. So that's my ask. What are you going to take from each episode? What are you doing to put yourself out there to learn new things? And how are you going to do at least one new thing every time you service a particular customer? It'll make your job so much more fun.
Nation, as I said last week, we went ahead and put the final chapter out of Thinking on Water with James. Well, this year, he's doing something new. He is challenging us to learn 52 new water chemistries, maybe new to us. So here is the very first installment of Periodic Water Table with James. Hello and welcome to the Periodic Water Table with James, where we think and learn about water chemistry drop by drop. Please use your week to search online, ask your colleagues, or even pick up a book to learn more about each week's periodic water table topic. If you do, at the end of the year, you'll be 52 water chemistry smarter. So let's raise the water table of knowledge together and get started. Today's topic is... PBTC. First, what does PBTC stand for? What is its chemical formula? What is it used for? What systems is it used in? How does it compare to other phosphonates? What does calcium tolerance have to do with PBTC? What concentrations is it used in industrial water treatment? Is it synergistic with any other water treatment chemicals? Do you use any products with PBTC in it right now? Which ones? Remember, knowledge is power, and taking the time to learn more about water chemistry each week will help make you a force to be reckoned with. Be sure to post what you learn to social media and tag it with hashtag watertable23 and hashtag scalinguph2o. I look forward to learning more from you. Hang on a second, I'm not done with you yet. You've just heard your very first periodic water table with James for the year. This year we're focusing on chemistry, water chemistry. So what am I hoping you do with this information? I'm hoping you store each week's topic in the back of your mind. I'm hoping you mull it over and think about it. Think about what you know about the chemistry and what you don't know. What is it used for? How do you test for it? What is the molecular formula? What problems can it cause or benefits can it provide? Pick up your phone or computer and search online for more information when you have a moment. Ask your manager, technical director, and colleagues. Crack open a book and look it up. The goal is to learn just a little more each week, drop by drop. Even better would be if you shared what you've learned on social media, but you don't have to. This is a self-journey, so that by the end of the year, you're a 52 water chemistries wiser as you join the flow of each periodic water table with James. As I said, this podcast is chocked full of things for you to learn new. I should probably say that new things for you to learn. Anyway, I'll learn how to speak in some podcast. With that, I'm hoping that you take full advantage of all the opportunities that you have to make yourself better out there. Like I just said, it is going to make your life a lot more fun. Have you ever done a SWOT analysis? Maybe you've heard of SWOT analyses before. I want to go over what a SWOT analysis is. And we did a previous episode with Jill Cavano where she does a great job of explaining how to do a SWOT analysis. 
So if you want more information about that, you can go to episode 249 and Jill tells us so much about the SWOT analysis. I'm just going to do a very high level approach of a SWOT analysis. So a SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And the reason we're talking about a SWOT analysis is our son Hayden, who's 16, is taking a marketing class, and he learned about SWOT analysis. And analyses, is that how you say that? Well, anyway, as any kid, you know, I'm never going to use this stuff. And I told him that we use this all the time. And I actually showed him some of the SWOT analyses that we have done in our company. And because of that, he really took off to it. And now he's got this entrepreneurial mind where he's doing SWOT analysis every time he's got this idea. Now, he's not doing it formally, but he's doing it mentally. And that just got me thinking that this is a tool that we underutilize. So how many ideas do we have that never fly, that never get off the drawing board? And they're probably ideas that if we spent a little bit of time with them, it might change everything. So I wanted to go over what a SWOT analysis is, and you can do a deep dive in the SWOT analysis by listening to episode 249, but for today, we're going to do a high-level look. So again, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So here's the interesting thing. If you can think of a grid, and in quadrant one is strengths, in quadrant two is weaknesses, in quadrant three is opportunities, and in quadrant four is threats. Now, above the middle line are internal things, things that are our internal strengths and weaknesses. And then below the middle line are opportunities and threats, and those are external. So if you think about that internally, what is it strength-wise that you do better than anybody else? And if you don't know those things, how is anybody else going to know them? So mentally right now, and then if you can fill out a, a little grid later, what personally are your strengths? Most people do this with their company. So if we look at it company-wide, what does our company do better than anybody else? We list out what those strengths are. The next item are our weaknesses. Weaknesses are things that we know we can do better, and if we fix them, we are going to close the door of potential issues coming into our company. So what are the things that you know your company, or, and you can also do this personally, so what are some of the things that you know you can do better? What are some of the things that you need to turn into strings and just write those down? Now, here's the cool thing about a SWOT analysis. At the first pass, you're just brainstorming. You're not thinking about how to fix it. And matter of fact, that is key. When you do a SWOT analysis, it's just the stuff that comes in your head, you're jotting it down in one of those quadrants, and then you have it later to work on and figure out how you're going to improve that. All right, so that's our strengths, that's our weaknesses, and those are all internal. Now we're going to look external. 
what are the opportunities out there? So if we're looking at our company, what are the things that need to be met that aren't being met by other people? And that creates an opportunity. This is the whole premise of Shark Tank. If you watch Shark Tank, somebody comes up with a solution, an opportunity, and with that, they solve it, and now they're able to capitalize on it, and a good shark will recognize that, and that's why they invest their own money, because they want to capitalize on the opportunity that somebody just solved. So we're now looking externally. The next one, or the final one, is threats. What are the things externally that could create an issue? Going to the shark tank metaphor, they'll always ask, do you have a patent on that? Well, if you don't have a patent on it, somebody's going to think it's a great idea just like you did, and there's no barrier for them to create it themselves. They call that a knockoff. That would be a threat. So you think about all the things externally that can threaten. And again, you can do this for your company. You can do this personally. And now you have this list of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, internal and external factors that you can work on. Again, you haven't done anything to improve this yet or bolster the strengths. You've just identified that. If you want to learn more about the SWOT analysis, again, you can go to the episode that I mentioned with Jill, which was episode 249. But here's the neat thing, and this is what I saw our son do. He would just take an idea and he would do a mental SWOT analysis. And I have to admit, this is an underutilized tool, especially for myself, and I work with other companies and I'll teach other people how to do this, but I've never used it when I think about an idea. And there's a great book out there called Will It Fly? It's by Pat Flynn, and he basically wrote an entire book and also an entire course around will your idea fly? Will it ever get off the drawing room table and does it have legs? Does it have wings so it can fly? And I have to say a really quick way to just see if it's a good idea is to do this SWOT analysis. Now, I have been taught many techniques around the SWOT analysis, and one of them is to do it backwards. So typically we start with strengths, then weaknesses, then opportunities, and then threats. And that creates a mindset where you are internally focused because you're starting with the internal. If you're doing a strategic planning session, here's a tip, here's a trick that I'm going to show you that will change your entire mindset. It's not that difficult, but it is amazing how it changes the dialogue. Instead of doing SWAT, do toes. We're going to do the exact opposite of what we did before. So we're going to start with the threats. What are the things that are we're most vulnerable to looking externally? If we start there, we are now external focused and we are much more strategic in solving the problems that are out there and making sure that we are thinking more strategic instead of how do we protect what we already have. 
I know that sounds overly simplistic, but it is amazing how that works. So the next time you're doing a strategic planning session, instead of doing a SWOT, do the SWOT, but do it in the backwards order, do a TOES, and you will have a different conversation. If you have a previous SWOT analysis and you want to try this out, don't show people your previous SWOT analysis. And by the way, I don't recommend you ever bring out a previous SWOT analysis. I recommend that you do this from scratch. And then after everybody has completed what they're doing in each one of those sections, then bring out the previous one. And a great other conversation to have is what has changed? Why did we think about this item last year and it wasn't even on our radar this year? Was it because we forgot? Was it because it really wasn't an issue or an item for last year? And compare yourself and then each time you do it, you are going to get better out of it. But then when you figure out what you're going to do this year, what problems you're going to solve, you're going to go to this SWOT analysis and you are going to start picking items off. So you're either bolstering your strengths, you're correcting your weaknesses, trying to turn them into strengths, you're capitalizing on the opportunities, and you're eliminating the threats. Those are the things that you'll work on this upcoming year. You might not get everything done. This is how you're going to develop possibly your rocks, which are your 90-day goals. You know I'm a fan of the 12-week year. That is a book that shows you how to plan, but moreover, it explains how to properly execute. Most of us don't have issues planning all of us have issues with execution, and this is one of the best books that I found to help with that. It goes into what are your 90-day goals. Well, folks, a great source to find what you're going to tackle each and every 90 days is to take items from this SWOT analysis. So again, the SWOT analysis is something you can do uh, at a strategic meeting or you could be like our son Hayden, and every time you have a business idea, you, in your mind, go through a very abbreviated SWOT analysis just to see if it's worth thinking about. And if it is, you take action, and maybe you will be on the next Shark Tank. Scout Nomination, last week we did a recap of all of the great things that we did on the Scaling Up H2O podcast in 2022. Well, here is a preview of all of the great things that we are going to bring to you in the year of 2023. Of course, as expected, we're going to have new guests and our guests are experts on the topic that they are speaking on. And the whole goal with that is for these guests to pour into you their knowledge so you can become better at whatever it is that you are doing. So our guests are meant to inspire you and to be the catalyst for you to learn more. And I love it that you listen to the podcast, but I love it even more when you do something with the information that we talk about on the podcast. So lots of great guests scheduled this year. I know you are going to enjoy each and every 
one of them. And hands down, our favorite segment, according to the Scaling Up H2O Nation, are our pinks and blues segments. Now, this is where you, the listener, write in and you give me a topic that you want me to explore. And I will tell you, these are the most difficult episodes for me to put together because we do so much research around these topics. And we want to make sure that we give you not only the best information, but also additional information so you can learn more about it. Pinks and Blues comes from what my father used to call titrations. Uh, most likely the hardness test, it goes from pink to blue. And he would call things Pinks and Blues. And I figured, okay, well, we'll just call this segment Pinks and Blues. So any technical question that you have, we will try to get answered. Now, if you have a technical question, don't keep that locked up inside your head. Go to scalinguph2o.com, and there's two ways you can get that question to us. The way I absolutely love, because a lot of times we will play your voice on the air, is you can go to the record voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen and just record your question. We will then play that on the air, and then we will answer your question. The other way to do it is you can go to our show ideas page and you can list any idea that you have. If you have another guest that you want to recommend come on the show, that's how you do it. If you want a pinks and blues topic covered, that is also how you do that. If you have anything you want to share with us about the show, scalinguph2o.com, go over to our show ideas page and you can use that to tell us anything you want about the show. And I'll tell you that we are honored to be in the top 3% of all podcasts. And the reason for that is because you are letting us know what you want to hear. And because you're hearing those things, you're telling other people that they need to listen to this show. So we want to make sure that we keep that going. So whatever you want for this show, let us know what that is. Some other upcoming items that I want you to make sure that you participate in. We're going to be celebrating World Water Day on March 22nd, so stay tuned for that. We'll, of course, have information on that on our show notes page, but we are industrial water treaters, and we want to make sure we celebrate any holiday around water. And what are you going to do for Industrial Water Day? A lot of you might not have even heard of it before. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you heard of it because we like to keep you informed. But here's what I want you to do. I'd like you to mark your calendar, and it's probably marked already if you have some sort of app that has all of the preset holidays there. Not that it's a observed, don't go to work holiday. It is, a, this is why we work holiday. So that's going to be March 22nd. So mark your calendars for that. Another item that you want to mark your calendars for is the Global 6K. That's going to be May 20th. I spoke at length about the Global 6K on the previous episode, the episode last week. So if you want more about that, you can go to the previous episode. Uh, you can also go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash 6K. That's going to be May 20th. It's a Saturday. Mark your calendars. You can do that anywhere you are. And I encourage you to let other people know about it and do it with other people because it now takes such a noble cause of trying to solve the world global water crisis. 
world and global, I guess, are the same thing. But it's big, folks. We want to make sure that uh, everybody has access to clean drinking water. And just imagine, just imagine a world like that. Imagine if you didn't have clean drinking water. Imagine if we didn't have water, we wouldn't have a job. And we probably wouldn't even care that we didn't have a job because we didn't have water. So this is something that you can do by doing something fun and knowing that you are promoting such a great cause. So mark your calendars, May 20th. It's scalinguph2o.com forward slash 6K. Also, each and every year, we do Legionella Awareness Month in August. And it is just amazing how many people out there don't understand Legionella and how much information out there changes around Legionella. And I have to say, every year when we do Legionella Awareness Month, I think, haven't we already covered that? But there's always something new out there, and there are always new people out there that need to hear it. So many people misunderstand Legionella, and they don't understand what they need to do about it. They don't understand who is responsible for it. And we want to make sure that we are continuously giving you the tools that you need so you can do your job better. And the number one thing that you do in your job is you educate people to make better decisions. So are you making better decisions by learning things to help people make better decisions? I hope you are. And one of the ways we're going to do that is we're continuing Legionella Awareness Month, and that'll be August each and every year. And a water treater's favorite holiday is Industrial Water Week. So we're hashtagging already Industrial Water Week 2023, hashtag IWW 2023. That's going to be starting on October 2nd through October 6th. It's always the first full week in October and we are going to be, of course, observing that. We always bring you a brand new episode each and every day that week. It's industrialwaterweek.com. If you want to learn more, we'll have information on our show notes page as well. But here's what I want you to do, especially if you run a team. I want you to plan something. I want you to celebrate the fact that we all have this fantastic job together. and We have an entire week to celebrate us doing that job. It is something that is very easy to do. It's something that helps promote good team health. So mark your calendars October 2nd, October 6th through October 6th, and make sure you do something special. Even if all it is, is you listen to a brand new episode each and every day of Scaling Up H2O. I mentioned Legionella Awareness Month, and we got so much feedback when we did Legionella Awareness Month in 2022, and people were wanting to find a lot of the resources that we were mentioning on those episodes. So the great staff here at the Scaling Up H2O podcast have put together an outstanding resource list of pretty much everything that's been mentioned on various podcast episodes. So you can go to scalinguph2o.com and you can go over to our resources page and you can see all the Legionella resources there. You can see the calendar of events. I know uh, last year I mentioned a whole bunch of events 
that were going on. And so many people said, I just didn't have time to write them down. And then I couldn't remember what show it was on to go to the show notes page. Well, folks, we heard you. By the way, thank you for letting us know how we can make your life easier. Because we knew that, we improved the calendar. Well, we didn't improve it. We created a calendar. So now you can simply go through the calendar of events and you can see everything that's going on in the industrial water world and you can set up your calendar. So if you were to go there right now, and you should, scalinguph2o.com, go over to our events page, you can start setting up your calendar for all the different things that you want to be a part of this year. And I hope you take this week to plan your next year. Life does not get to where you want it to be by default most of the time. Sometimes we get lucky, but a lot of times if we know where we're going, if we're forcing ourselves to do things that we know are going to make us better, and we plan around those, it's amazing how much we can accomplish. And you guys right now at this moment in time have an entire year to accomplish those things. So start it off right, know what this year looks like, put the things in your calendar that you want to attend, the goals that you want to achieve when you want to achieve them by, and make sure you're using your calendar as a tool. And it is amazing how much you will get done. Peter Drucker says, what gets measured simply gets better because it's being measured. Well, folks, if we keep track of things, it's going to get better because we're now looking at it. So don't live life by default. Make sure you're working towards goals and you know where you want to end up at the end of this year. Folks, this is going to be an exciting year. We are so fortunate to have you as a listener, all the people out there in the Scaling Up Nation, the uh, so many people that listen to us on a weekly basis. We're in 92 different countries. It's just amazing how many people are listening to the Scaling Up H2O podcast. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for all of the advice, all of the show ideas that you have given me, that you're going to continue to give me. And I will bring a brand new episode of Scaling Up H2O right to you next week. In the meantime, take care, everybody. Nation, almost two years ago, I started the Rising Tide Mastermind. We have over four groups and a waiting list for a new group. Folks, it is wildly successful. And what I mean by that is that we are able to process issues together and get new ideas about how we solve the issues that we all face day to day in ways that we might not have come up with on our own. Folks, look into the Rising Tide Mastermind to see if it is right for you by going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind. If what you see looks interesting, schedule an appointment with me and we will see if the group is right for you and you are right for the group.